This is a Balanced Brain Podcast with your hosts, Melanie Nicholson and Sean Clift. Welcome back to the Balanced Brain Podcast. My name's Sean Clift. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Melanie Nicholson. Melanie, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Sean. How are you going? Really well, Melanie. Look, excited to be doing our Father's Day special. We're doing something a bit different um, for these couple of episodes. We sort of um, recorded things uh, separately and done two separate interviews. So this is part one of our Father's Day special. So if you haven't checked out part two of our Father's Day special, make sure um, you check that out as well. But um, some, some great interviews ahead, Melanie. Yeah, really good interviews, one with your good friend and one with mine. So that's great to have both that perspective. Yeah, some really, really different um, perspectives on fatherhood. So everyone should find it really interesting. And speaking of that, I want to know what your perspective is. You're a dad, you've got a little girl, Rosanna. And so what does Father's Day mean to you coming up? Look, Father's Day is really special to me, Melanie. It's it's um, it, it's it's probably one of the most important days of the year for me. Uh, uh, Rosanna was born in August. So my very first Father's Day um, was only a couple of weeks after Rosanna was born. So mm. it'll be... It was always a. It's always going to be a day that um, that I'll always remember because I was a very new father, my first Father's Day, and so every year it's um it's something that um, you know I just I, I just really value and just really want to spend time with Rosanna and spend that family time. I also catch up with my father as well. Yeah, great. And you know, I, even the very first interview that we did on the podcast where I interviewed you, you, you spoke a lot about how Rosanna really came at a critical point in your life when when things weren't good and that she really was like a little guardian angel truly like on on the way to really I guess opening up your heart and and coming back into life oh absolutely Mel like you know my um my journey over the years has you know was 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 a time there was a time there where where things weren't great for me and um, unfortunately, that the worst of those times were just before Rosanna was born. Um, so Rosanna did come um, at a time where I, I, was, I was really sort of struggling with my mental health and things like that. And, and it, it, it completely changed me. Fatherhood completely changed me. Um, at that period of time, I, I had just sort of, um, you know, I'd, I'd lost my career due to things sort of outside of my control. Um, you know, uh, I was struggling to work on what my identity was because my identity was so based on what I did for a job and, and you know, that, that you know, who I was as, as you know, where I was employed. Um, and so what happened when I became a father is that that identity was sort of just thrown out the window. I, I just, I couldn't worry about that anymore. So my main identity was being a dad and um so life became very different after rosanna was born and um for me it was a complete blessing um i've absolutely loved being a father it's it it is what i identify with most you know i do lots of things in my life this podcast being one of them but i think the most important thing for me is that you know, I'm a father and Rosanna's dad. And tell me how your own journey with your dad has informed or has it informed the way that you father Rosanna? Absolutely. You know, my dad's uh, a, a very inspirational guy. Like in a lot of ways, my dad and I are very similar. And in a lot of ways, we're very, very different. But um, you know, my dad's a, a, a great man, you know, he's, he like, like whatever happens, you know, when you get older, you sort of realize that your parents are humans, right? So, and that's, that's one of the big things about growing up is that you realize that when, when I became a father, for example, you know, I was pretty late to parenting. So I, I was 40 when yeah. I had Rosanna. And I think to myself, well, my dad was what 26 when yeah. he had me or 25. Like I can't, imagine what it would have been like for me as a 25 year old being a father so 
you know, all of those things that happen when you were kids, where you sort of, sort of, you know, look back on things and think, well, you know, did your parents do the best of jobs? Well, they did. They did what they did. You know, they did the best that they could. And um, you know, you realise that that your parents are humans. But you know, my father's a was a, a great dad. He was a very business business. You know, he's a businessman. He had his own business. Um, he was, uh, you know, uh, running his own business. He was a very busy sort of in, in his work, but he would always make time to be there for my sister and I. And like, I really valued that. Like I played a lot of sport when I was younger. So it wouldn't be unusual for me to sort of be playing a game, look over to the stands and dad would be there in his suit and tie and watching the game. And then he'd be gone afterwards. I, I wouldn't see him until later on that night or the next morning because he'd be back doing what he was doing for work. But he'd always sort of say, oh, yeah, I saw your game last night. Or, you know, he, he would always sort of make time for um, uh, for my sister and I, which was really valuable. My father's a very sociable person. So he loves to have people around. So our house growing up was always filled with friends and family and lots of kids and lots of cousins and um, lots of social sort of engagements and dad's very much like that now so he loves to um, you know have a lot of people around the house um, you know Christmas times are very important those family gatherings are very important to my father and I think that that's um, sort of come across to me as well like I really value that also I really like you know, having family and the kids around and cousins around and things like that. So that, yeah, dad was a very good role model to me. And, and we've become very close over the years. I think we've been become closer since I've become a father as well. And um, we have a very good relationship. Yes, yeah, so I've, I've got a very good um, role model as a father. So Rosanna is six, right? Just She's turned, six, just turned yeah. six. Yeah, just turned six. So there's obviously that big change when they first start at school. And some of yeah. that innocent goes innocence goes from when they're toddlers and how you experience them then. So what what change are you seeing with her now being at school and, and how do you how has your role changed as a dad to accommodate that what's an important stage? I think the kids when they first start school. Yeah, yeah, it is a big step so the independence really kicks in now Melanie so <laughs> what 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 you know we see with Rosanna is that she's wants to do things on her own so she's quite an independent little girl um the the development one as soon as they start school I mean Rosanna's school has been incredible like you know that it was her birthday the other day she got um the the box set from her grandpa from a grandparents on the mother's side the box set of the um cat uh, cat in the hat the dr seuss books yeah right? so the other night she said to me oh dad i I'm, i want to read the cat in the hat and i said oh, okay great come on we'll go sit down and i'll read it to you we went into her room sat on the bench she goes oh no i'll read it and so she read the whole cat in the hat to me <laughs> and so she only got confused with a couple of words and they're, they're those sort of strange english things you know where there's a silent k or something like that like night or something and, but for the rest of the book she just read it and I, I was just completely mouth wide open gobsmacked tears in my eyes with pride I just couldn't believe that my little six-year-old is just sitting there reading me a story you know and it, it happened a couple of years ago when I think when Rosanna was just sort of getting out of that toddler phase. And there's the little things like that that you remember, they just stick in your mind. And I'll never forget the first time that I was cooking in the kitchen and Rosanna just walked into the fridge, opened the fridge, grabbed out a pun of the strawberries, got a bowl, put the strawberries in the bowl. And I said, oh, yeah, okay. She goes, yeah, I'm hungry. And I said, oh, okay. And just walked over and started eating strawberries. And I just, I, that's a memory. And as a father, they're just those little things like that that just stick in your brain. Like it's nothing special. It's no massive, big sort of thing that you have a celebration over that milestone. But I just remember thinking, wow, she's just gone from being a toddler to that little bit of independence and her own little person um, to now being at school, to even having more independence, which is starting to dress herself and starting to just really wanting to help out around the house, do jobs around the house. It's really amazing to watch them grow like that. Yeah, and so what are your, 
not worries, but what, what are some things that sort of tug at the heartstrings about, you know, like going to school and what the environment's like and, you know, it's been a, a tough couple of years. Like what are, what are some things that make you a little bit nervous, you know, coming, coming up and going into the school system? Well, look, I mean, it's, it's really different to when we went to school, isn't it, Mel? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I remember even when I was six, sort of just coming home from school and then just walking to the neighbour's house and playing with the kids on yeah. the street. It, it just, I, I don't know why it is the way it is. I mean, I, I grew up in a smaller smaller town back then in a, in a very quiet sort of neighbourhood. But, you know, you just, it, there's not, that's not the same. Like there's a lot of the things now, sort of organised activities and, you know, organised, like, like even, even catching up, with other kids, you know, it's a, it's a play date. Well, yeah. you know, there was no such thing as play dates when I was a kid. You just went and played. <laughs> so, so that's kind of different. And so, what, what, you know, I just some of my concerns are to make sure that she's really growing up independent and has that little bit of independence. Um, you know, it, it's a balance, you know, of protecting them and allowing them to take a risk. And so that's that's the sort of challenge at the moment at this yeah. age is that you, you you don't want them to be, you, you know, they're vulnerable. She's yeah. six years old, you know, so she needs constant sort of supervision. But at the same time, you want to allow them just to sort of express themselves the way they want, um, to be able to just do some things by themselves. I think that's really important as well, that there's, there's not just, you know, like organised activities or... Um, you know, structured sort of things that, that are happening. You want them just to allow, allow them to be able to just do what comes natural. That seems a little bit harder than when we were kids, I think. When we were kids, yeah. And just looking at, um, so the, the, the father-daughter relationship, how yep. do you want to role model yourself as a dad to Rosanna? You know, that, that, you know there's a lot of evidence that um, the, you know, the, the father and the, daughter relationship and then the son and the mother like that those the different genders it's really important as of the first experience that we have of the opposite sex and how well, Rosanna I, experiences that absolutely I think it's vital absolutely vital I was very lucky that I spent a year being the stay-at-home dad so I was um at home with Rosanna from about the age of one to two as the you know just the stay-at-home dad and that was a very very important experience to to have that bond I was very lucky that I was able to do that um uh but I think the the dad and daughter relationship the father-daughter relationship is very important because because they they need to learn some, some physicality. So, so the difference between the way Rosanna is with me and, and the way that she's with a mum, for example, is that she's very physical with me. Yes. So she wants she wants a little bit of rough and tumble. She wants a little bit of, she wants to play fight. She's doing jujitsu at school. So she wants to, <laughs> you know, practice all the ninja moves on me. And, and so there's a lot more sort of physicality um, with with our relationship as in in the in the playtime. So, yeah. you know, like um uh, you know, you know, I'm more, I'm sort of like, you know, really pushing to get the training wheels off the bike. I'm pushing to get off the three wheel scooter onto the two wheel scooter, kind of push a little bit. So, you know, if there's an accident, there's an accident and you don't really want them to hurt themselves, but at the same time, they've got to start to be pushed through a little bit. So I think there's, there's that, but for me as well, I think that it's really important that there's a real gentleness as well. And I'm very affectionate with Rosanna. I like to, you know, kiss her in the morning and give her a cuddle at night. And I, and I always tell her, I said, oh, I can't remember if I've told you today. And she'll always go, yes, you, dad. Yes, you have, Dad, the 10 times today. I said, what, what, that you love me? And I said, of course, yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I just want to make sure. So I just, okay, darling, I really love you. I love you with my whole heart. So I, yeah. I kind of tell her that all the time. And um, I think that, um, it's important for girls to have, you know, that gentle touch and that, um, you know, genuine, gentle 
affection from their fathers that they sort of learn what's um you know like like what's acceptable and what's um you know what what a gentle male will be in her life when she's older i think it's vitally important and it is and that's what the balance is right where there is a little bit more risk-taking with dads but there's also that 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 showing that softer side of masculinity and having that balance and i think that that's an opportunity that perhaps yeah our generation has had more you know yeah that's right rosanna's mum's very very good with her with the um you know that emotional growth and that emotional development with and i I do my very best with that as well but you know the father's role is is definitely a little bit more you know physical it's a bit bit more of a is is a bit more of a challenging role in their life to sort of push them a little bit to um, get them out of their comfort zone but let them know that you're there to protect them and then at the end of all the fun and games and rough and tumble that there's genuine love and care and um, that that affection that's very important. Oh, like, like my perspective is that I only have a little girl, so I don't know what it is like for little boys, but I imagine it's the same as well. Yeah. And even though it's only been six years, is there anything that you would change or, or take a different approach than? Oh, always, yeah. Mel, yep. always. You know, there's there's... You know, you think that you get it right most of the time, but it, you know, you, I'd always look back and and think that, you know, would 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 I have handled the situation better or differently? Absolutely, all the time. Like I don't think there's a there's sort of an issue or you know a problem that you kind of don't reflect on and think, oh, maybe I didn't handle that so good, or maybe I didn't handle that as well as I, I could have. But there's one thing that I know is that as long as you're kind of approaching things with you know, their well-being and love, number one, well, like you, you can't make too many mistakes and you've got to forgive yourself. You know, you've, you've also got to forgive yourself because at the end of the day, I've never had a girl, little girl or a little daughter before. So essentially yeah. you're a novice and you think, well, I've never had a three-year-old before. No, I've never had a four-year-old before. I've never had a six-year-old before. I've never had a 12-year-old before. So it's a constant learning experience. I think a lot of people talk about the guilt of parenting these days. Like there seems to be a lot of guilt in parenting, but I'm sure that our parents had that as well. Is is that what what is that emotion about? Do you think like is it because a lot of households have two parents working or and it's just super busy all the time? And yeah, look, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I'm pretty lucky. I, I took a radical change, as you know, and, and yep. it's documented in my um, interview on a previous episode. Um, so, you know, I, I, I took, uh, I've got a job is pretty flexible. Um, so I'm a, a available to um, sort of change plans or I can sort of revolve, you know, family life and, and, and what Rosanna's requirements are around my work. So I'm very lucky in that position. Yeah. But I think just the fact that you know, life is so much busier. I mean, everything's so expensive now. So it's very difficult to raise a daughter with a one income um, household, whether whether that's, you know, your traditional nuclear family or, or families that are separated or anything, it's, it's, it, it would be very, very difficult to do it just with one income um, with the expenses the way they are. So that's why there's less of that non-structured play and non-structured activity because, you know, the parents are working, the kids are at aftercare or they're at, you know, some, some sort of um, organised activity. And, you know, sometimes you feel as though, oh, you know, I'd rather be the one looking after um, Rosanna than, you know, daycare, for example, or after school yeah. care. But that's just the reality of life. And, and so you do feel that guilt. And I, and I know that other fathers definitely feel like they get, get snowed under with their work and they're not spending as much time that they would like at home. Um, and I think that's why it is. It's just the pressure of modern life is, is um, takes its toll. Well, I think that we will finish up with your three most important things that you have discovered about yourself from being a father. 
Well, patience is a virtue. Being a dad, especially a dad to a young girl, nothing happens quickly. So, you know, just things like getting ready in the mornings, getting out of the house, getting day-to-day -day tasks done, you've just got to be patient. Like, it's hard not to get frustrated and flustered because you're running behind or you're running late, you need to get to work. Um, and then, you know, Rosanna will want to help out with things. So she'll want to help do the dishes and you just want to get them done. But then you think, okay, well, what sort of a message that's sending? It's like, well, no, 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 let daddy do them. You know, you just be patient, let her come and help. It's going to take twice as long. But what, what's the lesson? What's the value? Well, it's funny, first of all, like it's always really funny, but you know, that's, that's building that independence and, you know, later on down the track when you're asking to help for help with things that they're used to it and they're ready. So patience is, is really, really important. I think that, so, so that this is not in order because it's probably number one priority is to tell your children that you love them constantly. Yeah. I, I don't think you can tell them enough and they might get sick of hearing it, but they won't down the track because they'll remember that. And, you know, like, um, you know, like it doesn't matter what's going on in life. It can be pretty chaotic, can be pretty stressful. Um, you know, there can be sort of really you know, bad things happening around. You've just got to reassure them that you love them and that it doesn't matter what's going on or what's happening or what's going to be different or what's changing that that love is always going to be there and that's always going to be consistent. And, you know, so I always tell Rosanna that I love her and I always tell her that your mummy and your daddy love you very much. Number three is um, allowing them to be their own little person. That there's, there's nature and nurture, but, you know, I think that they really, it, it, they are their own little people. And so, you know, you just really want to try and help them discover who that little person is. And so you just allow, I don't really force Rosanna to do any kind of activity. I, I'm a, like, I love playing music. Rosanna's taken an interest in music, but I won't sort of push her into any kind of music lessons. I just let her tinker around on the piano or I let her strum away on the guitar or bash away on a drum. And then I might sort of say, oh, just hold it like this or do this or whatever and let her develop what she wants to do. Same with sort of sports or activities. She's quite, quite a gifted little sports person, but I haven't pushed her into doing anything in particular. We'll just wait and see what she really takes an interest in and let her develop as much as you can on her own, just guide her through guide her through that so so i think that's really important is just to allow them to express their own little personality and become their own little person that's awesome sean like i um i know that you're a very involved and very proud dad and it's oh, a thanks, really important man. role for you what do you want to leave the listeners with about father's day what it means and oh look i just want to wish all the fathers out there a happy father's day so i wish my my father a happy father's day Look, I, I think that the role of fathers is um, has changed a lot over the years, but I think the fundamentals are still really important. Like it's it's really important for kids to have a good male role model in their in their life, whether it's a you know a, a father is very important, or as a stepfather figure, or, or whatever it is, very important to have a good male role model in their life. You know, uh, being a father is is the most important thing for me. Um, and so it's, the, it's my most valued role that I've ever had. It's something that I take very seriously and, and you know, I, I think about it all the time. But, you know, it's a lot of fun as well. Yeah. So, Mel, talking about great fathers, let's throw to the interview we did not long ago. This is a very good friend of mine, Dominic. He's the father of six kids. Wow. He's 50 six. and he's also a grandfather. <laughs> so he's got a lot of experience and um, I think we're going to have a really yep. great chat. I can't so wait for that one, Sean. Let's throw to that interview now. Let's go. Great. Great. Thanks, Sean. Dominic, welcome to the Balanced Brain Podcast. It's so great to have you. How are you? Good. Thanks, Sean. How are you? 
I'm really great, mate. It's really great to have you on the show. As I said in our um, in our intro leading up to this, you, you've been a real inspiration to me for a long time, Dom, as a father, being a father of a big family. And um, it, it's so great to have you on the show for our Father's Day special. So, mate, give us a bit of background to tell us tell us about the kids and, and the family. How many have you got? Give us the rundown. So um, I've got six six children. Um, the eldest being 29 and the youngest being 10. Um, <laughs> uh, my wife and I, we've got five children. Um, so uh, Ellen came along, my, my first child. Um, she came along um, when I was only just 20. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fairly young at that point. Um, and then um, down further, a couple of years later, I've uh, met my wife and we've um, moved through with five five kids so I've got four girls and two boys um so um uh, to the 229 um our 20 year old um two girls and then we've got two boys and then we've got two girls again so a full household dom busy Absolutely. busy busy house I'd imagine how do you cope with all of those children mate um it's uh quite stressful at times but um it's quite um it, it it's really fulfilling um, to have a house full of people all the time. Um, yeah. I'm one of one of six myself. Um, not that I was uh, looking at um, trying to beat my parents or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> it was uh, um, none of the kids were were planned. We just went along with the process, and um, it was just um, one of those things. Um, we got to number four, and uh, do we want to have a fifth? Um, I am the nard a little bit, but um, I didn't um, want to hold anything back. And um, we, you know, we we had our my wife and mine, uh, our fifth child. So um, yeah, it was um, fantastic. Um, full house all the time. Um, it's so um, enjoyable to see their friends coming into the house. And uh, one uh, Bridget, our second youngest, she had. Uh, eight other girls over here last night for uh, uh, flow on from her birthday. Wow. So there was that. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. All the kids have got people coming and it's an enjoyable, one enjoyable place to be. Um, and it's great that their friends find comfort in, in coming to our place as well. Wow. So a big difference in age group, Dom, from 29 to 10. Yeah. How, do the, how do the older ones get along with the younger ones? Um, well, they're pretty good actually. Where um, uh, Ellie lives in Darwin now, so um, there's a little bit of uh, disparity there with um, distance. Um, whenever she's around, they all get on like a house on fire. Ellie's yeah. got three kids of her own, so I am a grandfather too. Wow. Um, so uh, when the little kids, her little kids are around, um, our kids just gravitate towards them and um, are, are really. Um, um, they get on. They get on like a house on fire. Um, our, our kids, um, you know, um, lives now in a point. Um, she's at just about to step out into the big world. Um, she's um, doing a, a degree in in tourism and things like that, and she's just been accepted um, to start work up at Hamilton Island through that. Oh wow! Um, so she's leaving home shortly. In the wow, next, that's month. a big moment for you, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how old Dad's gonna gonna take that. <laughs> Get, getting choked up already. Um, oh, really? But, wow. Um, yeah. No. Good thing for her, and absolutely. Um, that's that's her life beginning um, out of home. So um, we're excited for her, but also sad at the same same time. Yeah, I can um, imagine. And. But the kids, they all get on well. You know, we have dinner around the table and there's, you know, your normal argy-bargy and things like that. But it's all, it's quite an enjoyable um, dinner time is, is, is you know, there's, there's comedy going on. Michael keeps us amused with his antics. Um, you know, Grace is very upfront being the youngest. She um, is 10 going on 30. Um, so she, she knows the world. Um <laughs> And is is very quick to tell you about that, um, but um, it, look, uh, I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, and to see them together like that, I know that um, 
you know, um, as they grow up and, and move on, um, our get-togethers will be just like they are every every dinner night. Um, you know, we'll all be together. We'll all have a laugh. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm stoked how, how, how it's worked out. Tom, how did it feel when you were 20 to have your first child? I mean, that's that's young. I mean, it wasn't wasn't so much back then, but now it seems like very young. So how did you feel when you were 20? Um, to be quite honest, I was, um, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do. I was, um, you know, just, I was beside myself, really. It was, um, yeah, um, one of those uh, things, you know, the lady I was with, um, we were only together for a few months and, um, yeah, it, it sort of transpired that way. Um, I, I didn't tell my parents at all for quite a period of time um, and mum's instinct, as all mothers have that instinct, um, she knew pretty much very early on. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have the heart to tell them. Um, and it was a, a, a conversation that mum and I had where, where I eventually said, you know, this is this is what's happened. This is where it's at. Um, so yeah, that that was um, probably rocked me a little bit. Um, but every day after my eldest daughter was born, um, yeah, you know, we didn't make it together, her mum and I. Um, but um, I made sure that I was I was there for her at different times. Um, you know, we went through the child child support process and all that so I made sure that um I was I was responsible in, in that manner and support and support her through that and you you have a really great relationship with her Dom don't you it's 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 something that um uh you, you know you had a really good bond with her all through those years in your early 20s as well yeah absolutely um I suppose Elle's mother and I've never really had any conflict or anything yeah um it's it's been sort of uh amicable with the way things worked out um you know um, sometimes i you know l i haven't been there 100 percent of the time for her um but i've made sure i've kept in contact and and things like that although you know in recent years with family life and busyness of things sometimes we have those periods whereby we don't we we mightn't talk to each other um for for a bit of time um but it's it's almost like we both know each other and next thing we're both thinking about it um and text message goes through and how about we catch up and um so there's, there's still that that circumstance there of, of making sure that we, we we're, we're bound um you know i'll, I'll never not you know, the love's always there. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And, Dom, did you have good a good role model growing up of what fathering was and what it meant to you and, and how you tried to be a dad? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, my dad, uh, you know, worked a lot of shift work. Um, he was a, a mental health nurse um, 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 for, you know, 40-plus years. And through those growing up years, he was um, did a lot of afternoon shifts, uh, rotating shifts and things like that. So there were periods there where he wasn't there, but, um, you know, what he stood for and, and particularly the other person I, I looked up to with regards to being father um, was my grandfather, um, dad's father as well. Um, and the respect for both those guys is just immense. You know, the, they've been through a full working life. Um, you know, um, dad's raised six kids um, through some struggles himself, um, you know, heart issues and, and things like that. Um, and, and my grandfather, Pa, as I, as I call him, um, you know, it was um, just a man that you ultimately respected in everything he did and every, the way he put himself forward. Um, yeah, they're they're probably the role models for me as I've as I've grown up. Yeah, I, I I I totally know what you mean, Dom. I mean, you and I have been friends for over thirty years now, so 
I, I know your dad really well and I've always really respected him. In a way, he's a lot like you. I mean, raising a big family, um, working as, as much as you did, and your mum worked as well. She was a nurse as well, wasn't she? Absolutely. Yeah, mum was a nurse and yeah. mum worked shift work as well, so... Yeah, and, and so, you, you know, you and your, your the way you grew up are quite similar. I mean, you've worked really hard as well, Dom, and, and, and put all your kids through good schools and um, through all the sports programs and all of their sort of extracurricular interests. I, I mean, mate, that's why I chose you to be on the show because, you know, it's an inspiration as to, as to how you've done it. I mean, I've got one daughter and, and and it's challenging enough with one so how you've done it with six is an inspiration and I know and I know your dad was the same mate I know your dad yeah. was the same plus yeah. plus um a lot of humor there too with your dad I remember <laughs> absolutely he's uh he's certainly got a, a different way with words he sure um, does <laughs> and it keeps us all amused I mean um yeah some of these antics um have uh really uh we reiterate them. I mean, we we catch up from time to time, Sean and and uh, with with Lex and 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 the and the guys. And um, you know, it's his comments that come up ritually, and uh, we we still have a laugh about it. It never gets old. No, it never does. So, Don, what have you done differently as a dad from how you were raised and? What, what you experience? How have you consciously done things differently? Yeah, I suppose in a I shouldn't really look at my work life, but um, being a, a manager along the way, I've tried to take out the best pieces of what I see from from people that manage. Um, in 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 my my own personal life, I suppose I've also tried to to pluck out of dad and and pa and and, and also other fathers that I've seen around the place as to what what's worked for them and and how they've how they've um, been a father to their own kids. Um, but also, I suppose, there's no one book on how to be a father. Um, there's no one line, you've got to be this person um, to be a good father or to be a father. Um, it's, it's very much moulding yourself into what you see as how you want your kids to grow up. Um, and if I look at, you know, um, I love my rugby. I've played rugby for years and I, I read the legacy book of the um, All Blacks. Um, and um, the poise there is to um, put the, um, pass the jersey on to the next person in a better state than it was before them. So um, my what I would like to do to my, for my children is to make sure that what I do, I show them the best that I can be, the most respectful that I can be to people, um, the best human I can be, so that they can that can be passed on to them and for them to improve themselves even further. Yeah, so I, I suppose there's, there's a lot, yeah, you take bits and pieces around the place, but um, as I said, there's no one line as to how to be a father um it's how you are as a person and then how you mold that in into yourself um and and how you you portray yourself to your family yeah so don that that's amazing mate i, I think that's a really great insight so mate what's some of the biggest challenges you've had over the years i mean so you've been a father now for 29 years. So so you've been a father longer than you haven't been a father now. So what's some of the challenges that you've had over that time? Yeah, I suppose with, with Ellen and my eldest, um, it's the, the distance thing. So when she was young, she lived in Darwin for quite a period of time. Uh, very early years she was here. Um, I was still young. I was still wanting to, you know, live my life as well and, and go out and, probably um, let that expose expose things a little bit too much. Um, um, that's been a challenge for me. Um, the distance thing with, um, with, with Elle being in Darwin, young up until she was 16 and then in New South Wales and then she's come home uh, for a period of time, that, that, was, that was a big challenge for me and a big, um, you know, probably one of those things that you never get used to. 
Yeah. Um, but it, it it never stopped me, you know, from picking up the phone and talking to her. And even, you know, there's been occasions where, um, you know, I was talking to her when she was only a little tacker and talking to her on the phone. And me, I was a shift worker at the time um, and was, was talking to her on the phone and I actually fell asleep while I was on the phone. Wow. And I wake up to, oh, mum, I think dad's asleep. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, look, um, it was challenging, but, um, you know, people have faced worse challenges than, than that um, with their family. Um, other challenge, you know, um, you've got challenges with every different, every every child is different with their personality, yeah. um, how they grow up and how they, that, how they want to perceive themselves. Um, so you get to a point whereby uh, the challenge is making sure you're aware of what their personality is. Um, and um, probably um, letting them scope their own personality too. So it, it, it's not about, you know, I want you to be like me. Um, no, no I, I want you to be like you and I want you to grow as you, not not as me. I don't want you to live in my shadow. I don't want you to live in my shoes. I, I want you to um, uh, expand your who you are as a person and and grow your personality and be the best person that you can so that that i find that's a challenge um other challenges i think are along the lines of you know how society is today that's that's a big challenge for me um how how i do have some concerns with the kids growing up as to what they're influenced by what they what they see, you know, in in their friend groups, you know, as they get older, what they what they confront in those friend friend groups, um, and we've walked through a few of those with a couple of the kids, um, just with um, friend scenarios and things like that. Other personalities, strong personalities, weak personalities, trying to and trying to coach them into. Um, you know, everyone's different in the way they react to things. So we we have to be, um, we have to note within ourselves as to how people, other people are. Um, and we also have to make sure that we're, we're, we're tolerant of how other people are, but also stand up for ourselves and, and be ourselves as well. So not to be overrun, so to speak. So, yeah, that's been a challenge. <laughs> what about the highlights, Tom? What's 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 been some? I mean, there there must be so many, but but you know, what were some of the highlights of being a father for you? Um, well, the very first highlight was becoming a father, mate. So, yeah, yep. um, you know that that was just um, yeah that 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 was that was the ultimate. You, you know, you, you see, you grow up with five other brothers and sisters and things like that. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I was going to have six kids. Um, and as I said earlier, you know, it was never a, a, a rat race to try and beat mum and dad or anything like that. <laughs> it, was, it was all about, um, you know, it, it was a comfort uh, place for me. You know, it was about... Um, Going with how life take where where life takes you, and um, bringing six kids in into the world has been the ultimate highlight. Uh, and I do have to mention getting married too. That that is a premium <laughs> highlight. Well, your beautiful wife Carol, Dom. I mean, she's she's a good friend of mine as well. And you yeah. you wouldn't have been you wouldn't be able to do it without her. Mate, absolutely not. And um, you know, being a being a father means that you're supported um, from from behind as well. Um, and Carol has just been the ultimate she's a fantastic mother. Uh, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better person to be um, part of my life, but also um, part to raise raise the kids. You know, as well. Um, you know. I worked a lot of hours, and that's been at the detriment of some things within family life as well. Um, and I do regret that, but I always knew that that I had a rock at home behind me that was sorting things with regards to, you know, uh, everything to do with the kids. Um, 
yeah, and to have that support there is that that's a highlight in itself, mate. Yeah. Um, kids highlights. Um, well, there's uh, many. I mean, um, you know, Olivia's first words out in our first out in the yard of our first house. You know, looking at birds, and she goes, "Birds." Like that that was her first word. Um, um, first, first lad to come along, you know, Patty. Um, absolutely, Carol knew all the way along that it was going to be a boy. Um, Patty was going to be a boy, and um, yeah, it was just um, she didn't tell me all the way along. She held that in, and um, yeah, waited until um, Pat come out, and yeah, Pat come out. Um, with a lot of bruising in his face, he looked um, looked all swollen up and puffed up. And I'm like, Holy hell! What have we got? It must be a rugby player. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, and Mikey, Mikey, the highlight of my life with Mike is absolute. Who he is, he is just keeps us in stitches. He he's a real. He's a comedian, typical middle child, yeah. um, and he's loose. He is. Uh, loving, he's um, he's everything that probably in some respects he's got a lot of lot of me in him, but he hasn't got a lot of me in him. He's probably got a mixture of um, myself, my father, yeah. um, uh, young Mike, and Carol's brother John. Right. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, some characters there. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the two little girls. Uh, oh, highlight for me with Olivia is um, another one is her getting on her path for her next step in career. Um, so I, I think that's fantastic. Um, to Gracie, uh, uh, sorry, Bridget um, is um, you know she's fighting to find herself at the moment. And so highlight for me is actually having sitting down and having some of those. Uh, tough conversations with her regarding, um, you know, friends and how friends work and and um, just being that um, moral support for her and, um, you know, being there for her when she's upset. Um, you know, she has seen something in a way that isn't really the way it is right. uh, with a friend group and, you know, um, Girls at 14, sort of 13, 14. Mel, you might be able to yep. attest to this. But, <laughs> well, I've got nieces. Um, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a real yep. uh, argy bargy time for girls. Um, and um, yeah, she's uh, been upset at times, and uh, you know, and Carol's been there with her as well. But um, it's having those conversations. Let's let's break this down. What you're seeing maybe isn't what it actually is. Mm. And when you step it out for it, well, it's not. Um, she's reading something into it. But, um, yeah, so that's a highlight there. And Grace, well, Grace um, is a fantastic little human, I tell you. Um, you know, she's got a lot of sporting ability and um, we're starting to see it. Um, um, sorry. No, no. You get you get really emotional when you talk about the kids and and um, you know I know I know how much of a loving father you are and, and um, mate they're really going to love listening to this. Don, can you give us three things that you would advise to our listeners, maybe who are new dads or dads trying to make a difference to their parenting? Can you give your three? Bits of advice that you yeah um, well, one would be don't be afraid to say no. Um, I think um, saying no teaches our children things, um, along with winning and losing. You know, um, it, it creates that little bit of resilience within the home. You know, they're being told no um, by their parents because either it's it's not a good spot for them to um, uh, attract for them to go down or it might be a good place for them to go to um, or it, it, it might very well be a situation that we don't feel comfortable with and um, we're trying to express that to them. So I think saying no is an important part of them growing up um, and they need to know that. Um, 
Uh, stemming from that, then the second point would be probably building resilience with with your kids, um, making sure they're um, they're ready for what the world entails. Um, letting them know, sitting down and talking to them, and telling them your experiences in life um, and paths that you might have gone down. Um, they don't necessarily need to know that when they're really young, but as they get older into the teenage years, you need to tell them. Um, you know, um, experiences that you've had and um, mistakes that you've made so that they don't make the same mistakes. Um, um, well, hopefully, anyway. And the third one is to love life. Um, Mike, um, our middle fella, he's got this saying, uh, he'll come up and he'll say, Dad, this, um, someone said to me the other day, you love life. <laughs> And he, he say he says that to everyone just in in a in a bit of a joke. And um or or it'll be, or someone told me the other day, Dad, that you love life. Um and um yeah, look, um I'm you know chuffed with that. And that's what I want them to do. I want them to love life. I life's got enough stresses in it, ups and downs, and same with family life. It's it's to and fro all the time, it's up and down, and you've got to ride that roller coaster. Um, you can't just go, no, don't want to deal with it um, because uh, it'll fracture. Um, you want to make sure that you deal with all the ups and you embrace the downs. Um, sorry, other way around, deal with the downs and, and embrace the ups and make make the ups really fulfil everyone's life. So, Don, one of the ways that we sort of finalise all of our interviews, pretty much the same with every guest that we have, is we talk about the hope, the hope for the future. So what are your hopes for, for the future of, uh, for, for you as a father and, and, and the hopes that you have for the, for the kids? Um, my hope is that um, the, the kids excel at whatever they do. Um, they be the best people that they, they can be and they fulfil their lives. They, they don't leave a stain unturned. They, they make sure they explore every avenue that they can. Um, that's within their means and, and things like that, or even outside their means if they want to go to that extent. Um, that's my hope, and that and that they just um, learn, hopefully have taken on board um, some of the things that well, both Carol and I have, have walked them through and, and guided them through, and they impart that on their kids. Um, yeah, I, I really hope that that's 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 the case, and I, I know it will be because um, I can see that sometimes to um, try and drive respect, um, you don't really see what the the feedback is from that giving that respect, um, and I know they respect both us as parents. Um, yeah, and and. That's all I could hope for as well. Great. Thanks, Dom. Oh, I think that's a great Dom. way for us yeah. to end. Um, Dom, you're an inspiration as a father and you, you've been an <laughs> inspiration to me as a mate over the years as well, being a bit of an older brother figure in my life. So I really appreciate um, you joining us on the show. Um, happy Father's Day, mate. Happy Father's Thanks. Day, Thanks, Dom. Sean. And thank you so much for sharing. Uh, for no worries, heart. boys. <laughs> great thank to you. see you, Dom. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.